Do you ever wonder how great leaders in the community make things happen? When they encounter new unexpected challenges like a pandemic, how do they continue to successfully make an impact? Welcome to That Sounds Terrific, the podcast that connects you with these amazing people. Get insights on what they do to meet their goals. Find out how you can help them in their mission and learn their methods so you can be more successful at what you do. Welcome to That Sounds Terrific with host Nick Koziel. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of That Sounds Terrific. I'm your host, Nick Koziel, and joining me today is Brian Reinbolt. I am really super excited to talk to him about a variety of things that he's doing. He's super involved, especially with um, a couple different areas, but we're here to talk about Brave Hearts for Kids and hopefully a whole bunch of other things. So welcome to the show, Brian. Well, thank you, Nick. Uh, you know, Brave Hearts for Kids has got uh, several topics all wrapped up within it, you know, so that's uh, appreciate the opportunity to come in and be on your show. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I had an opportunity to look a little bit into, you know, Braveheart and to what you're doing. Um, but I but I also think that it's best to hear it from the horse's mouth. Right. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about like yourself and, and you know, how you got involved with this organization and and uh, take it away. That sounds great. Thank you. Uh, well, Bravehearts for Kids, the, the story of Bravehearts for Kids begins for me at um, uh, the street fair in Bismarck, North Dakota, back in uh, 2008. Was it 2008, 2009. You know, it, we, were, we were talking before we went on the air about how how time flies and, and the perspective that changes as we get older. It's like, was that 2008 or 2009 I, I think it was uh the uh the fall, September of 2008 wow. and uh the the uh, the street fair and there was a booth uh, uh selling buffalo berry crepes and I thought wow that sounds really interesting uh I've never even heard of a buffalo berry before and it turns out it's like a wild blueberry from up in the high plains of North Dakota and Montana up there and it was a, a booth for a three-week-old organization called Brave Hearts for Kids and uh, one of the guys working at the booth is an old friend of mine, and he uh, he recognized my voice when I asked for one of the crepes, and and he said they had just started the organization. His son in Houston uh, and daughter-in-law they have a a, a little daughter a little uh, they have a little daughter who's um, who's now sixteen, and at that time she was a, a, a baby. She was being treated for brain cancer, and she was cured. And so out of gratitude for their daughter's life and health, Jeremy and Amy started Bravehearts for Kids. And um, the, uh, the, the Houston connection is, uh, is neat with us because uh, J- Jeremy is one of the people that runs NASA down in Houston. Oh, wow. And uh, my, my buddy would always talk about my son, the rocket scientist. And I, <laughs> I, I always thought he just meant he was a good student, you know. So. Right. <laughs> And uh, I, I uh, started out um, with that three-week-old organization as a volunteer, just you know, helping them figure out things like you know how to run a pancake breakfast or a spaghetti dinner or something like that. And they did that as a um, what I regard as a, um, a kitchen table charity. You know, the mm-hmm. the mom and pop type organization that uh, that start because uh, we're, we're grateful for our daughter and we got to do something to help other people. And that's what Jeremy and Amy did is they started Brave Hearts for Kids to do that. And then in uh, 2015, um, my wife Sherry and I joined uh, joined the board of directors because Brave Hearts was a, a new 501c3 at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, took you know took them six years to get to that point, and and uh, and they did, and. Um, 
uh, we joined the board and and went to work um, um, building an organization that is now regarded as the um, number one resource for families uh, to connect them with uh, with resources that can help them when their child is sick. And um, last year we served thirty nine hundred and four families. Um, That's amazing. And um, uh, and I, I know you're a super connector, so the idea of <laughs> connecting people with resources and things like that are, uh, I can imagine that's uh, dear to your heart. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, and some things are tugging on my heartstrings right now is, um, you know, my wife and I, um, we have four kids and and one of our daughters, when she was very young, got sick. And uh, we thought, honestly, it was going to be just this sort of a uh, quick visit to the emergency room, mm. get a you know, nebulizer and, and be on our way, you know, mm-hmm. because our previous daughter had what we thought was something similar, um, you know, and I remember going out, I'll do it, you know, because we actually had family up that that weekend and I'll just go do it and we'll you know, grab the nebulizer and the medicine and we'll be good. Right. Yeah. So I get to the emergency room um, and they're like, we're going to transport her to Children's Hospital. This is not mm. something that's like a simple fix. Right. Wow. So, you know our journey ended up with, you know, uh, an emergency surgery and her being fine. Uh, but while we were in, you know, um, the intensive care unit for, for NICU, right. In mm-hmm. infants, um, we were seeing all these kids that were there, you know, permanently almost, it felt like, mm-hmm. you know, walking around with no parents there because their parents have to work now. And so, but that was eye opening. And I, and I kind of wish that we had gone and do, uh, did what, you know, um, was done here and started a nonprofit right, right then and there. I tried mm-hmm. a different route and it didn't quite work out, like reaching out to the hospital, um, yeah. seeing how can I help, right? Okay. Um, but it's this this charity that, that you're, you're part of, you're on a board of, this is amazing. And, and um, you know, to start out from something so small and now be so nationally recognized, I think that's amazing. Yeah, and it's, um, uh, so we, you know, we've, we've built, um, We've we've built a couple of other things into the uh, the way that we um, fundraise for the charity and the way that we provide services um, on behalf of the charity. One is something we call Bravehearts Radio, okay. and uh, you know that's where that's where um, uh, I think we we met through um, uh, some some connections that uh, uh, I've done some broadcasting and and we had. Uh, the Bravehearts radio show, which ran through January of this year. Uh, and we're on hiatus from that, I should say. Yeah. Um, Bravehearts radio was the idea that um, a brave heart is anyone with the courage and purpose to be of service to others. Mm-hmm. So we highlighted a lot of other uh, organizations and thought leaders who are, are, are doing things in the world to serve others with the idea that helping another organization doesn't doesn't hurt brave hearts for kids it it makes the world better mm-hmm. and that makes things better for our organization too so it's um I, I suppose maybe that's kind of a long-term way of looking at it uh but that's what we decided to do uh and we we sure. decided on that coming out of a um uh a workshop i did for our board of directors 
where we we did brainstorming on a Friday morning, came up with 900 good ideas. Seven people <laughs> came up with 900 ideas. And we consider any any idea a good idea if it's a well-intentioned idea. And, it, you know, if you work for a nonprofit or really work with people at all, you've, you've heard somebody say, you know what you should do? <laughs> and uh, uh you, you know you you should or and uh, there's there's a lot of ideas like that they're, they're all good ideas because they're well-intentioned but there's only a few that you can really put your time your talent your energy and your love into and those are the ones that we decide to make great ideas one of those uh coming out of that workshop was uh to do the brave hearts radio show yeah and i think that's great because it, it also is sort of along the lines of what the premise of the show is really uplifting mm-hmm. others right yeah um and it's unique that another nonprofit would come up with something like that to uplift other people that are doing maybe things for other causes but what i like about that is you know i i've sit on a couple different boards myself for some startups or nonprofit oh, yeah. startups right and what what happens a lot of times in that in those planning sessions is you know, we want to do this, 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 all these things, all the things we're going to do all the things, you know, and we talk about like cancer and stuff like that. We're going to provide resources for the family. We're going to provide resources for research. We're going to provide what they need to do is step back a little bit and focus on the one or two things and do those Mm -hmm. things really well and expand out. And some of the really uh, successful nonprofits are the ones that will point you in another direction into another nonprofit saying, we do that, but you know what does this a lot better is this. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Oh, yeah, and creating so those it, partnerships. Yeah, the, well, the thirty nine hundred families, you know, they 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 were referred to, you know, everything from how to how to pay the electric bill to art therapy for the kids, right, to um, temporary uh, shelter when they're homeless. You know, all yeah. all kinds of services, and there are thousands of people and organizations around the country that uh, that provide those services and and they can they can people can find them on uh, on the spotlight hope app it's uh, part of brave hearts for kids yeah awesome awesome yeah it's taking advantage of all the services that are available to them and and, you know we've talked about this uh, you know other organizations like i was Mm -hmm. a part of um leadership buffalo so a lot of cities have those programs and one of the things i kept bringing up is we just don't know all the services that are available to an individual and you know and what's accessible to to those people and you know sometimes an app isn't you know it's great but that if they don't have a phone or they don't have access to the internet where can it get these services right so yeah. I think that what you're doing is great and finding ways to partner with other organizations even better because yeah. um, you make yourself you. and your community stronger. Yeah. Well, that, you know, that when you, when you mentioned um, uh, considering starting up your own uh, nonprofit organization and going to work for the hospital, you know, um, it, it reminds me so often when, when, uh, uh, when I'm asked for input or to be involved with a like uh, what I, the kitchen table uh, organization, um, the first question I'll ask is: Do you do you want to have your own organization or do you want to uh, help in this area? Right. Um, because there's a, most organizations that people have in mind to start on their own are something that already exists as far as a service, um, but. Um, uh, some people are, are really driven to to do that, um, and and in you know in, in that case they should. And if they're, you know, maybe they're maybe they're not um, cut out to 
throw it all in and 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 have their own organization. Mm -hmm. um, uh, maybe that. Uh, so it's it's a it's a good conversation to have right. um, with and amongst people uh, when they're on on the outset of that. Yeah, I, I agree completely, and, and and that's kind of the thing that we were talking about. Like, what do we want to do? How do we want to help? You know, and as a young family and a young professional. I remember reaching out to the, you know, to the hospital and asking and not getting mm -hmm. any kind of response. Right. Yeah. Uh, and being, you know, kind of upset about that and taken back about that. But, you know, as I grew it and kind of started to understand and actually get myself into some of the industries and work for a nonprofit, my, uh, you know, uh, aside from higher ed, uh, I, I got to realize how uh, much everybody has to do and how overwhelming it is. Um, you know, yeah. and so, as a volunteer for other organizations, sometimes you you get a little jaded. You're like, well, I'm here to help. I'm ready to help. And, and, and you know, you get upset when they don't give you something to do, yeah. right? Um, well, yeah, because, okay, just a, 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 yeah. maybe it's not a quick example because I, I, my <laughs> stories tend to- You can give a long example. All right, so it, uh, there, there, was a, there was a time when, um, uh, when I was living in Bismarck and uh, so this is probably, you know, 15 years ago or so and there was a there was a a spring ice jam on the missouri river which caused uh, a, a flood in the south part of of town and it uh, i don't know how many thousands of people were uh had to be evacuated from their homes because the the ice jam caused the river to flood in the in the low part of town well they had uh, a public service announcement on the radio come down to the civic center and fill sandbags uh, or um, there's a, um, a big church on the north end of town that's going to be a, um, a temporary shelter. And I thought, mm -hmm. you know, that's probably, I, you know, I've, I've done my, my, my time filling sandbags and, and throwing <laughs> sandbags around too when I was younger. And uh, I thought, I can, I can help with, the, with feeding people. And I've always enjoyed that and been good at it. And so I went up there and, and um, the Red Cross was running the the shelter and the Salvation Army was running the food service part of it. And there would be people that would would swing by and they would drop off a blank blanket or a pillow or something like that. Well the Red Cross had had rolled into town with with a couple of semis full of cots and blankets and bedding and pillows and so I mean it was it was an emergency disaster um rescue mission and, and a couple semi-fulls of it you know so yeah. uh they were they 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 were they were mobilized for that and uh so the people that would would swing by with a with a blanket uh you know they they were doing something that was that was helpful and and it was a kind gesture on their part um but it it wasn't something where where this this almost military-like operation could just stop the presses and take care of this other thing. Right. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I've heard a lot of stories about that when there's catastrophes or natural disasters or, or whatever that mm -hmm. mobilizing and like, you know, being able to communicate effectively what is really needed and what sort of not getting in the way, but like, uh, it's just yeah. it not needed, not necessary. You know, and you think about things that have happened where they have so much overflow of material that they mm -hmm. already have. Right. So, yeah. and it goes back to communication again. Like how yeah. do you effectively communicate with everyone? Here's what is needed and here's yeah. where you can have most help. Um, and, and that's sort of a learning game too. Like, yeah. you know, 
if you haven't been in that organization long and or the organization itself hasn't been um you know through maybe that particular situation it's a learning game right yeah. every situation is different yeah and the, you know the situation where the people were desperate or destitute to you know they were just placed from their homes and um, they didn't have another place to go but it wasn't uh it wasn't a situation where you know where the you know the the area was wiped out or something like that um so yeah no i i, I get what you're saying i had a little bit of an yeah. audio thing that i'm gonna just fix later but all right yeah sorry we're back on track you slowed down for some reason it might have been uh, my my, <laughs> I, I had a note said my internet connection is unstable oh you know? for once it wasn't me <laughs> that's all right no you problem know, it's um, nice to know it's the internet connection not me so. <laughs> for sure no, i get it so why don't you walk me through a little bit about um you know how the organization that uh you know you're part of like mobilizes and mm -hmm. like what are some things that um you can help families with well um the uh, the the spotlight hope app is uh is a resource that's available for for families on uh, Android and Google or Android and, um, and Apple platforms. And so it, what that does is it, it's a location sensitive resource guide. Mm -hmm. So for example, if, um, if someone, I, I use camps as, as an example, someone wants to find a camp that's nearby for their children. Um, they, they can, they find that, you know, they, um, they, they sign on to spotlight hope and they, um, they, they look under camps and they can find what's, what's close by to them in in their area. They can find, uh, all kinds of services that are available in that area. Uh, an example, uh, just a couple of examples. There was, um, uh, a little girl named Jamie and, um, she got cancer. Um, her mom was spending so much time with her that um, Jamie's little brother asked mom, mom, how do I get cancer? Jeez. And um, that's heartbreaking, you know? Um, so Jamie's mom was able to find art therapy for all three of her children uh, through the Spotlight Hope app mm -hmm. and got them into that. And um, as a result, they started doing better in school, they were able to express their emotions through art and they were started, they all three of the kids started doing better in school right away. And so, you know, we have this idea that when, when one family member gets better, the whole mm -hmm. family gets better doing good anywhere. It does good everywhere, you know? So, um, so that, that was, that was something. And then there was a, a, a lady that, um, uh, I know Sherry helped, um, last year that, um, and her had a daughter who got sick. Um, she spent a lot of time caring for her daughter. Her, she lost her job. Mm -hmm. Um, her husband left her and then she lost her home. And so, um, Brave Hearts was able to help, help her find temporary housing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that's, it's, it's something, um, that each each situation is different, what people need, and and everyone needs something. Even Jeremy and Amy, that um, you know the, the the rocket scientist and mm -hmm. 
and uh, she's you know like a nurse practitioner and and uh, you know so they're you know they're uh, well-educated stable family and they said you know having a sick child just about tore us apart financially and emotionally and for some you know for somebody who's got it put together that well to have uh, to have that happen, it's uh, it, you know it's an indication that that uh, this is something that um, affects everyone, and it affects everyone in a way that you know it affects them uh, personally. You know, it's, it's kind of like when you when you when you stub your toe, people will say, "Oh my God, that's the that's the worst thing." You know, it's like, "Oh, I got a headache." Oh, that's the worst thing. You know, every everything that's everything is. Um, it's it's all relative, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but you 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 re- you literally don't have to look very far to find a situation that is um, more dire than our own. Yeah. No, I, I I get what you're saying completely, and and it's something that people um, don't often remember that it's a ripple effect. Yeah. Right? So just because the one child is is sick doesn't mean that everyone else isn't affected in some other way, right? Yeah. Not yeah. just the fact that, that we're upset and and we really need to take care of that person, but mm-hmm. all the other things become that much more, I don't want to say burden of a burden, but like that's kind of what's coming to my head right now. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, all of those other things are, are an extra weight. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you... you um, have it's so much harder Mm -hmm. so organizations um like yours uh and when we were talking about i think maybe even off um off the air as well was you know how you all work together with other organizations to try to find those services for Mm -hmm. um for the whole family yeah that's what that's a great example of what you were just giving um you know art finding a way to help release some of that emotional Mm -hmm. um you know uh, not baggage, but emotional tension, right? With the yeah. family, so yeah. it's about well, caring for the whole family, not just the, the the sick child. There's 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 a saying. I you know, it's one of my one of one of my sayings. I guess um, uh, favorite sayings. I suppose doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Um, and you know, doing helping in one area of life. Um, makes all the other areas of life better. That's, I, I, I think the easiest, I'd have something I call the wellness wheel. It's seven different areas of wellness, different colors of the rainbow. Red is for physical wellness. And I figure the easiest one to get on is, um, the easiest way to get on that wellness wheel is, is, is physical health. And you can do that by taking a deep breath getting a good night's sleep, going for a walk. It's that's it's simple stuff, but just a little bit better and everything else just a little bit better than too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. It takes a village mentality, mm-hmm. you know, approach to, to not only your own health, but the health of others in your area yeah. and, and being a little bit yeah, walking in other people's shoes. Um, you know, I think about, um, you know, when you work for a company, right. And you're constantly, out and mm-hmm. and sick or you know helping your your child or whatever it's yeah. not always explained well to that person outside of the supervisor right, right. maybe the supervisor right. knows but the person above them doesn't know and it's like why is jimmy not in work again yeah you know so it goes back to kind of being communicative and understanding um to a situation but all those things trickle down 
so it's great to have, you know, organizations and support structures that kind of help these parents and these families, um, you know, with all the things, not yeah. just with, with the actual cancer, because it helps yeah. them focus that, you know, physical health and mental health on, you know, what they need to, to do to be um, supportive for that. Yeah. Well, you know, in 2019, we, we, we started getting, um, getting involved with Bravehearts with, uh, with festivals and in particular river festivals. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, you know, it, with the idea that the family that plays together stays well together. And um, uh, 2019 was a, was a good year for that. Uh, 2020, of course, all of that was shut down and, right. and um uh, it, it, it hasn't gotten back to where that's, uh, that's a, uh, kind of a full steam ahead kind of an, an endeavor, but I think that's a, a real, um, excellent area, you know, festivals and fairs and events for families to participate in, in, um, and, 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 um, now that we're back to some normalcy with that, I think what I'm seeing is, um, and what I'm experiencing personally is a sense of gratitude that we can do this. We tended to take things like that for granted. Right. And the opposite of appreciation is to take something for granted. So we, we, we were just, yeah, we can always go to that fest. We can always do that. You know, it's always that. Well, then, then it's not. Right. But then when it comes back, we have an appreciation and an appreciation for the appreciation, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so. no, that makes, makes a lot of sense. And um, you know, you think about all the things that have happened in the last couple of years in our world, right? Um, yeah. It is a sort of, we're still in the middle of that reset and, yeah. and understanding like the ramifications and the ripple effects that um, mm -hmm. have, uh, you know, been affected by um, going through COVID. And yeah. so, um, yeah. but why don't you talk a little bit more about maybe um, some of the other services that, that you have, and then, um, how people can get involved and help. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, we have, we, uh, we have a couple of things um, with the, um, um, with the Brave Hearts for Kids organization um, that um, are initiatives um, get for uh, public experience, um, fundraising. Uh, I mentioned the Brave Hearts radio um, on, on, on hiatus from that. Um, and because of the, the radio work, I do some work with the national day calendar, uh, national day calendar, uh, national day calendar.com. They have, uh, April 28th every year is national brave hearts day. And so, and it's also national superhero day. So it's kind of cool. So you can be yeah. a superhero and a brave heart at the same time by, uh, by <laughs> getting involved with brave hearts. Uh, we put together a day of programming for that this year, um, because they have a, a national day radio uh, show that or all day radio station. Um, we also do something called Brave Hearts Adventures. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, you know, travel to travel for thought leaders uh, to uh, destinations. Uh, our first one is uh, scheduled for November this year in, in Peru. And uh, working with uh, Daniel Gutierrez, um, who I met, I met because of um, our, uh, our, you know, our, our, our work on Zoom mm -hmm. over the past uh, couple of years. I met Daniel in, uh, 
in uh, uh, San Salvador, Peru. So um, down down the sacred valley of the Incas from Machu Picchu. So we're going to be doing that in November. Um, and then uh, uh, I do some life purpose coaching and consulting in that area. Uh, and so that's the Brave Hearts coaching. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's also part of what we do. Um, I, I like the, um, uh, you know, I didn't call myself the mission specialist. That's a, a <laughs> kind of a nod to NASA. But the idea between, you know, what is the difference between mission and purpose? And I, I think of that in terms of the Apollo uh, space mission. The mission of Apollo was to put a man on the moon and return him safely to the earth. The purpose of that was to unite the country in the endeavor and making that happen. And so um, the mission is what you're doing and the purpose is why you're doing. And when you think of uh, things in terms of mission and purpose and meaning, um, meaning is the feeling that we have about it. So the Apollo mission is still meaningful because we still have a feeling about it. Um, so that, that's just my, my perspective on it, but, um, um, I, I like to, I like to work on that and, um, uh, and share that with others. And, and so I do some, some life purpose coaching in, in that area. And, uh, people that, uh, that I work with are typically very successful, but they have this feeling, man, there's gotta be more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, kind of a, 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 a niche that seems to be evolving there is uh, people who are uh, retired and have, um, they, they've spent a year or two in retirement and they're kind of breaking out of this vacation phase <laughs> and they realize, man, I got another 30 years left, you know, <laughs> I need, an, I need a new purpose. So, uh, so that's, that's a, that's a good group to work with. So, yeah, for sure. I mean, I can't tell you how many people who are, I know that are retired that say they're busier than they've ever been when they were working, yeah. right? Yeah. But at least and, they're doing what they're passionate about. That's yeah. That's and, and, and passion, passion is the thing people say, I want to be passionate. It's like, well, passion ensues. Passion is, is, uh, is the result of living a purposeful life. Right. Because when you're, when you're passionate, you know, what you, you know, what you're doing because um, you know, why, why you're doing just ignites uh it, it ignites the what um so uh oh and then uh I, I, and, and uh after national bravehearts day we started something called the bravehearts ambassadors mm -hmm. and so we have uh, 26 people that have signed up so far to be ambassadors and to help us in three areas um in fundraising and in media and in uh, services and uh uh just um amazing connections that are being made there you know uh, former director of uh, children's cancer research at a at a major children's hospital um, uh, you know people who are are, are media personalities uh, I mean just uh, sure. uh, fundraising connections with uh, organizations that have hundreds of thousands of employees so there's a, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of work to be done. Mm -hmm. And uh, and a and a good part of it for me is trying to figure out um, what it is mine to do. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. And um, so how would one get involved? How would one become an ambassador? Well, in the um, ambassadors, um, uh, it, it's a Brave Hearts for Kids. Why don't you just double check that? Uh, <laughs> and we'll the, put it all in the show notes, but I like sometimes to have the people kind of talk a little bit more about how to connect, connect it just in case they don't go look at the show notes. Yeah, it's, so. it's <laughs> braveheartsforkids.org slash ambassadors slash so it's it's real particular um and they can you know pe people if they like they can send me an email uh at, you know i'm at uh, brian reinbold 2014 at gmail sure um uh, they can also find out more about brave hearts for kids um at braveheartsforkids.org yeah and no i think uh, and i urge people to do that to take a look there's a lot of ways yeah. to get involved as brian was just talking about and, and yeah. it's not just fundraising but fundraising is always welcome in, in, in the organizations like yourself so yeah um but yeah i think part of it really you hit the nail on the head is um you know putting this ambassador program together to kind of get people uh aware of of the organization and what you do um is is a big part of of the battle i guess you could say yeah. uh to you know because if they're aware of that, then there's other ways that they can help. They can use yeah. celebrities that they might know, or even just their own network to kind of get the word out there. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've we've got celebrities that 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 have gotten involved with us, and uh, um, you know, and, and that's I mean that's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, there's uh, we have more fun, you get more done. So uh, that's <laughs> very nice. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's a, true. A good way of looking at it. Well, Brian, is here's this is the stumper question I usually throw out there, but like, is there uh, anything that we haven't talked about that you just definitely want to address before we sort of wrap up the show? You know that uh, I I don't know that we haven't addressed it. I you know, I mentioned what is mine to do. That's uh, that's sure. I've I've, I've um, described what I'm doing this summer as unplugging uh, to determine what is mine to do, and. Um, uh, I liken it to growing tomato plants. I got a couple of cherry tomatoes in the backyard and, um, and I'm growing tomatoes and I, I love those cherry tomatoes because when they, when they start producing, you, you get 30, 40, 50 little tomatoes each day. If you're, you know, if you've done a good job with it, there's a lot of green stuff that comes up. And, um, I think of that as like the ideas that, that come up to compete with what we, what we're really focused on. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm curious sometimes, well, I wonder what that is that's growing in there with the tomatoes, <laughs> but, uh, but then I'll, then I'll cultivate it and, um, uh, and, and focus on the tomatoes. And uh, that doesn't mean that some of the things that might also be growing in the garden aren't valuable, or I might want to put them somewhere else or, or give them to someone else to grow. But uh, the focusing on what is mine to do is um, uh, it's something that um, even even for someone that like me, that's maybe something of a guide in this area, mm -hmm. I still need to do some exploring and, and figure out um, what, you know, what are really the tomatoes in life? Yeah. <laughs> what a terrific example. <laughs> I love it. You know, and, and, and the big thing is always to be learning and always to be growing. And yeah. um, even if... Uh, you think you, you know everything about one subject. There's always yeah. there's always something to learn uh, or something yeah. unexpected happens. 
Yeah. Uh, what you thought was a weed in your tomatoes turns out to be a beautiful flower, right? Yeah, that's right. With the, oh, that was sage. Okay, that's <laughs> I'm going to put that in a different place or something, you know. Yeah. Well, it, you know, there's, you, you just reminded me of a quote. And I've got lots and lots and lots of favorite quotes. One from Mark Twain. He said, it's not what we, what we, uh, um, what we don't know that gets us in trouble. It's what we think we know for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. And, um, uh, you know, that reminds me of one from, uh, I would quote Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he said, uh, uh, it's amazing what you can accomplish if it doesn't matter who gets the credit. Yes, I like after, that one a lot. After a speech, a guy came up to me, he said, he said you know, that was Harry Truman that said that. <laughs> I thought, wow, I wonder if Harry would mind. <laughs> yeah no that's awesome that's a great story oh man well brian i really appreciate having you here and talking a little bit about brave hearts yeah. for kids uh Thank definitely you, urge the uh the listeners to kind of check out braveheartforkids.org uh connect with brian it'll all be in the show notes um you know, thanks again for all the work that you're doing and, and the support that you're giving these families and these children that, that need our help. And um, I really appreciate you and, and all the quotes and everything else. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's terrific. Thanks, Brian, so much. All right. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for joining us in another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Don't forget to check out the show notes and our website at thatsoundsterrific.com to find the contact information and the best ways to volunteer with the organizations that we feature. If you know someone that is doing terrific things and think they should be featured in a future episode, be sure to email us their name, contact info, and short description of what they're doing at thatsoundsterrific at gmail.com. If you like our show, give us a five-star rating and give us some social media love by liking our Facebook page, That Sounds Terrific. Follow us on Twitter at Sounds Terrific 2 and Instagram at Sounds Terrific. We love hearing your feedback on how to make our show sound even more terrific. Till next time.